He just came off the practice field uh, straight up here, so uh, a little bit of horse, and I will be continuing to drink water. But uh, again, just want to say I'm, uh, I'm honored and proud to obviously take this responsibility of uh, leading the football program over these next eight games. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's something that I take very seriously as, a, as, a, as an alum and a former uh, football player here at Georgia Tech. So this is a responsibility that, that I will take very seriously and, and, and give everything that I have as well as uh, the, the coaching staff, give everything they have throughout this, uh, this process. Um, obviously thankful for uh, President Cabrera and Frank um, for, for this opportunity and that you know, to give me this responsibility, but at the same time, it's a, it's a, this is a bittersweet uh, sort of time with uh, what has happened in the last couple of days um, with Coach Collins and Todd being uh, both of those people that I've known for a long time, um, gave me the opportunity to come back home and, and to be here at Georgia Tech. So, uh, but that being said, it, we, we have to move forward, we have to look forward, and we have a game to play this Saturday. Uh, you know, th this is about what's doing what's best for the players. Uh, yesterday, as, as everything kind of unfolded, we had a staff meeting, um, you know, laid out the expectations for the staff, uh, expectations for the players, then had the player, uh, uh, a team meeting uh, last night, laid out the expectations for the players, um, told the players that I want, I want them to have ownership in this and I want this to be a, uh, you, know, you know, coaches can leave, but the players need to drive the ship. And we have to allow those players to do that. But at the same time, you know, when, when you give players that responsibility, you know, comes the accountability that, that comes with it. So it's a two-way street where they have to understand both of those things where, if, you know, there's going to be some give. There's got to also be the accountability that goes along with it. Um, you know, it, 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 as, this, as these things were going on yesterday, uh, first thing we did was uh, we went upstairs and we hunkered down and, and, you know, had probably two and a half hours of special teams meetings. Um, I would like to go ahead and announce that Jason Seymour has been promoted to uh, the from not only linebacker coach but also special teams coordinator. Um, so he will be running the special teams along with everyone else on the staff, um, and, and working to immediately working to uh, fix some issues that we've had. Um, then uh, our goal is to go out and play the best brand of football that we possibly can, and to give the the the, the kids a, a great chance and a great opportunity every Saturday to know that they have an opportunity to go out there and compete and win and uh, to make, obviously, the Georgia Tech alumni and fan base very proud. So that being said. Um, okay, uh, for questions for Coach Key, same thing. Uh, I'm not sure Coach Key knows everybody's uh, name and face, so if you could introduce yourself, your uh, name and your outlet. Also, completely understand that a lot of the questions are going to be over what happened the last two days and everything like that. Feel free to ask all those at some point. Uh, for the people who cover the beat every day, we will turn it over to questions uh, about uh, the pit game this week. So, uh, Kelly, if you want to get us started. Hey, Brent. Kelly Quinlan Jackets online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just curious about the the you, the tenth coach situation. Are you going to promote somebody or bring someone in to to kind of fill that role so you have another hand? Yeah, uh, we eventually will, Kelly. But that's that is something I don't want to rush into. Um, you know, when you're talking about someone that's going to be hands-on around your players every single day, that's a responsibility that I take very seriously when, who we bring into the program uh, to be able to help us. And it has to be someone that, that fits the exact role that we 
that we have available and, and what we need from you know me personally, uh, but also you know what the players need and what can help us best uh, put ourselves in the best position. So it is not something that I'm rushing to do today, um, but it is something that I've already put a lot of thought into and. You know, with a bye week coming up in two weeks, you know, you can kind of look at that as a, a kind of a safe zone as a time when some other some other of those things will take place. Doug, uh, Doug Robertson with the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Um, how in this? There's two questions. How in this new role can you help this team get the season turned around because it can still be saved? Y'all can right. still qualify for a bowl. And two, do you consider this kind of a tryout for? The next for the to be the next coach yeah. full time. So, first question, you know, we have to work. We have to get to work. Um, players respond to the organization that, that that that's in front of them. Players respond to discipline that's that's given to them, and we have to make sure that our players are put in a position every Saturday to win football games. That's the easy thing to say. Okay, well, you're only as good on Saturday as you are on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Thursday. And Friday, whether it be the, the detail that you have in practice, the discipline that you have in practice. And for us as coaches to be able to demand those things from the players, uh, to be able to clean up a few things that obviously have, have plagued us in the first four games that you know didn't happen once, didn't happen twice, but have happened over and over. Um, but to, to fix those things as a staff, to be able to put now to give that to the kids for them to be able to do the best job they can on Saturday. And as a player, especially as a football player and especially as a young player, the more you have to think about things, the slower you're going to play, the more hesitant you're going to be. So our job and what I've told the staff is we want to empower these kids. We want these guys to be able to go out and play as fast as they possibly can, to play as hard as they possibly can, and be free of thinking about things. So if we have to simplify things. But whatever we have to do to allow the kids to do that, well, that again comes back to the practice habits that we have you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so that they gain the confidence in practice that they're going to have success on Saturday. I talked to the team today, and I told them, I said, there's a big difference in this game of not wanting to lose and wanting to win. That's a big difference. And as a player, when you're, when you're sitting back not wanting to lose a game, right, you're not free to go out and try to make plays. We're sitting back waiting for something to happen. And you see it on the sidelines in games. And it's not just the players, it's coaches as well. People are waiting for things to happen. And they're waiting for bad things to happen. All right, waiting for good things to happen. Well, finally something good happens. We need to go out and make things happen. And we have to give the players, we have to empower the players during the week and during practice that you're free to go make things happen. We can't sit back and wait on things. We can't try not to lose. Right? Otherwise, it's going to be a wasted uh, opportunity for those kids each, each week. Uh, second part of the question is, uh, as a Georgia Tech alumni and a former football player, uh, I think this is one of the greatest jobs in, in the country. And I would hope over the next eight, eight games and the next ten weeks that our work on the field would uh, put our coaching staff in a position to be able to have those conversations. And, again, this is not about me. There's not one thing about me. I told the players I don't want, my, no, I don't want it being about myself or the coaches. All right, this is about the players. All right, this isn't about trying to get a job. This is about a job we have and a job we have to do and a job we take very, very seriously with these kids. Hi, Brent. Paul Newberry from Associated Press. Um, just you talked about the kind of the bittersweet where you're trying to press forward but 
know that a lot of people are probably, you know, a little stunned or upset at what happened. How, how do you, you know, how's it been to go through these past few days and weeks with the kind of things that have been bubbling around the program and, and dealing with that yet trying to press forward? Yeah. Um, as coaches and myself, I've, if you eliminate yourself from the from the external distractions, you're a lot. Of, it's a lot easier to focus on what you have to do, and to eliminate those external distractions. You know, throughout the day, it's easy for us as coaches to talk about that and to do that. It's a lot harder for the players. Uh, so then it becomes a little bit of a strain of you know knowing the players are hearing things, um, even though we're trying to avoid them and, and stay focused on the task at hand. So. Uh, it, Things have happened. There's a reason why uh, President Cabrera made the decisions he made. And as, you know, as, as the head football coach now, uh, my job is to have everyone to move forward. And um, you know, we don't have time to, to continue to you know, look in the past. Um, we have a job to do. And as I said, a job that myself, our coaches, and our players take very serious. And we have to press on and move forward. And you know, our goal is a simple one. It's to, to win each day. And we're not worried about, you know, when Saturday comes, we're not worried about three weeks from now. We're not worried about ten weeks from now. We're, I want these guys to wake up and have the freedom to, you know, hey, I woke up and I was on time. I won it. I won that play. Right? I, I had a good meeting. I won that play. Win each individual play on the field. Right? Win each team period on the field. Let's put a whole day together. And if we have more kids on our team put an entire day together, then don't. Right, we'll have a chance every Saturday. Jeff Schultz of The Athletic. I'm just curious, this is the first time you've been in this position. Did you seek any advice from anybody else who's ever been an interim head coach? Because obviously it's a difficult situation to step into, especially at this stage of the season. Yeah, Jeff, I've, uh, I've been very, uh, very lucky in my career to, to work for some outstanding head football coaches. And uh, I'm very fortunate to, to, to those guys that have reached out to me as well as uh, allowed me to reach out to them to to seek advice, and a lot of it was some, some very, very good advice that uh, that I've taken taken to heart. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot, of, a lot of them, most of them. Rod, right here. You're naturally you had a different practice routine when you were exclusively with the offensive lineman. Uh, how has your your practice day changed now, and if have you changed any of the procedures that you know are part of the script in practice? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, I'm not going to get into details of practice planning and uh, organization, but know that that was one of the first things we have done is 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 it made made some adjustments in the way we practice, um, some of the, the the flow of the practice and some of the routine. Um, yes, we have. Again, don't want to get into the details of that, so, uh, but you know it, it was. It's the first time in 20 years now that, that I've walked out on a football field and offensive line's doing individuals, and, you know, it's like a magnet pulling you over there, you know, wanting to, wanting to go over there and go over there. And then, you know, the, the second, second time was, you know, the one-on-one -on -one pass rush is going on, and I'm like a magnet trying to go over there to it and having to pull myself away. But uh, it, it, was, it was good to be able to put eyes on the other side of the football, to be able to be involved in special teams. Uh, it, it allows you to really see a you know, whole other aspect of, of what's going on out there and, and be able to help and give uh, – give help and advice in, in all areas now. We'll take a few more. We'll go Ken, we'll get Doug and Michael, and then we'll uh, turn to, to David. Hey, Brent. Uh, Ken Seguir with the Journal Constitution. Um, if you answer a couple things, uh, one, like how did you learn that, that uh, Jeff had been uh, dismissed? And, and then second, how did you uh, learn that you were the, the, uh, the interim? And just kind of what were your reactions to both? 
Well, uh, you know, obviously, I think it was Sunday or whatever. All the rumors and you know, we're, we were in we were in the office and game planning for Pitt. And you know, when you have a flood of you know fifty text messages come through at one time and everybody's phone on your in the staff room is buzzing, you know, uh, something's going on. Uh, but we did not know uh, officially until uh, yesterday, you know, late morning, and then um, kind of around shortly after that was when I was informed of it by President Cabrera. Talk about the player wanting to have the players play faster. I know you can't make a whole lot of schematic changes because you're already deep into the season, but what can the supporters expect to see Saturday offense, defense, special teams against Pitt that is going to enable the players to? Yeah. You know, as you said, schematically you can't change. You know, and I do believe in a lot of things schematically uh, that we have been doing. Um, obviously, there's there, there are adjustments being made within that, uh, but we, we have to play fast consistently. And... If you look at the game last Saturday, where there were times where, and this is a typical Georgia Tech type thing. We were we had our meetings yesterday morning with the players, and we got to the pick, the the play where Nate McCollum ran all the way across the field on the strip, and you know, he started on the five yard line on the far hat on the far side of the field. Well, it was the far corner pylon that he made the play, and I'm like, gosh, that's got to be more than 95 yards. Well, a guy in my room in the offensive line room really quickly, like, drew it out, sketched it out, and said, actually, Coach, it was 136 yards. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, how can you figure that out? And he goes, oh, it's just a, you know, half the di- diameter of this. And I mean, I was, like, blown away, blown away. But uh, th- th- those things that show up show kids playing fast. They show that we, we did not play fast against Ole Miss. You know, we didn't look fast. They were a lot faster than us. Well, let's take it back to practice. We did not have a good week of practice the week before. Uh, we had a better week of practice. Last week, and I thought it showed on Saturdays in the way we moved around and flew around and the confidence level that we played in, that we played with. Uh, but we have to consistently do that. And the challenge for young, young men is, well, coach told me last week we didn't practice well, and we lost. Coach told me this week we did practice well, and we lost. We lost in both of them. So you have to challenge, you have to challenge the, the, these young men as men and the character that they have and, and, and the reasons why they play this game of football to continue to do that because if you do continue the, doing things the right well, the right way, we will have success at the end of it. So, Michael, and then we'll take one from Dan, and then we'll move on to questions about Pitt for our Michael with the AJC. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you think this is a great job, and I, I assume a lot of that is because of your personal connection to, to right. tech and this place. Uh, but looking at it from as objective as you can, what are the uh, aspects of this job that make it a good job, in your opinion? Well, it, it's, it's one of the rare places in the country that you can combine the the academic degree and the success that comes after after the life after football along with the ability to play the game of football and then the locale in the in the city of Atlanta so when you put those together you do have a recipe of you know location education and sport so those are really you know the, the three factors that kids look at when they're looking to make decisions in recruiting um, so location is what it is uh, it's, a des- it's a destination location uh, in the southeast, if not the entire country. Um, and then the academics, you know, the, the, the history and the, the proof uh, speaks for itself. And then it's going to be up to, uh, you know, the football program to put itself in the same light and the same level. So now you have a three-headed monster that you can recruit to. Coach Dan Matthews, 6A, the fan. Uh, two parts. Uh, you mentioned about having those conversations at the end of the season. 
do you address with your coaches the reality of you know the future is uncertain, so obviously it's going to be kind of hard to just focus on here, but also, too, what do you tell your recruits about this entire time? Yeah. Uh, yes, you do. I mean, there, there is, there's, there, it's black and white. I mean, we're grown men. We understand. We understood this when we got into this profession, that this is uh, the reality of this business. Um, but at the same time, the job we do for the next 10 weeks will help dictate where everyone does end up. That's the way you have to look at it because if you sit back and say, oh, well, you know, there, there, there's, there's no hope or no you know, reason to do this and you're constantly on your phone and looking to try to find the next job, well, now you're taking away from the kids, which are the most important thing that we do. And people see that. People know that. And, that would, and that's going to end up hurting people at the next job, uh, next spot they try to go. So it's up to us to do our best and, you know, and dig a little deeper to give the kids a little bit more. And you have to look at it from you know, an individual standpoint when you're talking about you know, grown men with families and, um, and, and lives that you've got to work your tail off now for these next 10 weeks to try to put yourself in an even better position. And then with recruits, uh, with recruiting, it's, it, it's, it's honesty. And you know, spent a, a large part of yesterday uh, talking to all the commits. Um, I'll spend tonight you know, talking to the rest of them to you know, tell them exactly what's going on, exactly where we're at. But at the same time, in this profession, and uh, in, in as, as, a, as a recruit, very rarely are you ever going to commit to a school and there's not a change somewhere along that coaching staff. So you, know, you have to really dig deep as a, as, a, as a young man and with their family and decide why did you commit to Georgia Tech? You, know, you didn't commit to a person, you committed to an institution you know, at that location for the, the, the three reasons really that, it, that I've already talked about. So you know, you know, continuing to hammer that home to those, those kids who are getting hit from every angle, every other person in the world, you know, told every other different thing. So, you know, and then continuing to build that relationship and have a relationship with them. You know, having that relationship, again, is a, is a major part of having those kids you know, continue to stick with us. Just going to turn the page. Uh, questions about this week's game at Pitt, uh, Kelly? Go ahead. I, I guess I'll try this. Uh, any kind of injury updates or depth chart or anything like that you want to share? And then also, what have you seen from Pitt on film in the in the prep for this? Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. There will be a depth chart. There will be a depth chart. Okay. Um, Injury-wise, we are we're a pretty healthy team right now. Um, you know, we got to continue. To, you know, obviously it's going into what is game five. There's some bumps and bruises and bangs and things like that that we got to continue to to work through and get over. And you know, that's where you put the trust into the training room and the training staff to to get those guys ready to play. Um, defensively, they're the same thing they've been for the last really four years and the longest uh, Coach Narduzzi's been there. Um, they have you know where they're going to be. You know, you know what they're going to be playing. Everything. Every play on normal downs, first and second down, it, it all looks the same. You know, it, it, you know, two high safeties, two linebackers in the box, one over the slot, and four down linemen. Um, then they have their blitz packages where they can, you know, where they, you know, really heat you up. Bring six, uh, bring six guys, play a, you know, a hot coverage concept, two under three deep, where it, it is. And the fact that it all looks the same, you know, then is what is the challenging part of it because you know to get the indicators on when they're doing things. Um, you know, up front, I think they've got some really good players, uh, very similar to what they've had, uh, you know, for the last you know four or five years. You know, two inside guys that are, you know, uh, kind of sawed off shorter guys that have a great initial quickness, um, very uh, very physical. They're a physical football team, 
Uh, they have great initial quickness. They can, you know, their 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 issues in one on one blocks. Um, they're low center of gravity. Uh, linebackers do a good job of uh, filling the gaps, um, you know, playing their techniques, diagnosing plays on offense, and then the defensive ends, like they've had in the past, are long edge guys. Uh, they will do some different sub packages on third down. Um, offensively, they are they are again, you know, Pitt is a physical football team. They pride themselves in being physical and being a tough uh, physical team. Um, offensively, I think they've got all five starters on the O line are back from last year. Um, new offensive coordinator. Uh, but they are lining up and they are playing pit football. They want to line up and, and run the ball, um, you know, be able to you know, throw when needed and, and when they have to. And it, when they do, they're very effective because of their ability to line up and run the football. Uh, so overall, uh, all three facets of the game, we've got to understand what type of game we're going into. It's going to be on the road. It's 8 o'clock at night. Uh, I would imagine it's probably be a little chill in the air like it was today. And, you know, we've got to go up there and strap, our, uh, strap, strap them up tight, lace them up tight, and get ready to play a physical game. Go uh, Rod uh, and Ken. You mentioned briefly about Jason and special teams. Have you made any personnel changes, uh, especially on maybe on punt protection, or do you anticipate any changes? Yeah, I will not talk about any uh, schematics, personnel changes at all. Um, just as far as Saturday goes, uh, do you know yet kind of how you'll be dividing your time and what you'll be watching and how much you'll just you know, leave with the, with the defensive coaches to, to do their job? Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm the head football coach. So I have, I've got to see the game through all three phases of the game, um, understand the clock management that goes along with it. That is something I've taken pride in for a long time. Uh, you know, as a young coach, I was fortunate, fortunate under Coach O'Leary to – to really d dive into that part of the game, and you know, with him it wasn't a choice; it was a forced to to. to <laughs> it was forced. Now, I mean, he would make us draw the diagram of the football field now, and every little tick mark, how big it was, how wide it was, and so a lot of those lessons I learned as a, as a young coach from him have uh, really helped prepare me over the last, you know, gosh, I guess twenty years now, and then um, my time with Coach Saban, you know, that is a something that is talked about every single day, that's worked on every single day. And so I have a lot of experience now, in, even for the last five years, as, as the game's going on, I'm constantly thinking about the clock, understanding the time, you know, using the timeouts. But uh, at the same time, this is my first time as a head guy on the sideline. I mean, that's, that's the obvious thing, right? So uh, I will have people that will, uh, in instances, help me with that. Um, we will divvy up. Uh, how the time goes. I have a very good idea, not just a guesstimate, but I, I understand completely how my time will be spent uh, throughout the day and throughout the game. Patrick, do you want to wrap this up? Coach Key, Patrick Conroe, Ramblin' Sports. Uh, in your heart and philosophy, uh, in the realm of the philosophy of football, do you see yourself as a run-first type of offensive approach in general, or is that a game-to-game -game or intra-game decision? Yeah, that, it, it, that's a game-to-game -game decision. Um, you know, based on the opponent, based on what they're giving you, based on how they play defense, uh, that's where you're, you know, where you have to develop a game plan. And a lot of it is based on how the defense plays. Um, I'm a line coach. Yeah, I'd love to run the football every play, but in this in this day, you can't do that. And it's hard to it's hard to score enough points to keep up doing that. So, and you know, we we got to score points. And but at the same time, you have to control the flow of the game. And that's something that we will spend a lot of time on this week as a coaching staff, too, is understanding how all three phases must work together 
and we have to make sure all three phases work together uh, to, 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 to put now the advantage back to us on how we control the game. People talk about controlling the line of scrimmage or controlling the clock. It's not about that. It's about controlling the game. And, you know, if the defense is in a certain situation and the offense is in a certain situation, well, you know, special teams can't put them in a worse situation. So, you know, we, we, we will understand by, you know, throughout this week and on Saturday night as a complete total coaching staff how this entire game is going to go together. Coach Key, thank you.